0: don't miss out. Welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. And this is the show we share cutting-edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. But one of the most popular shows we've ever had, Qasem Aslam, is a show where we didn't talk about paid traffic. Yeah, there might have been some paid stuff behind it, but it was all about Getting the right type of customer for your business by speaking on stage. And we've got a special guest here today who's going to be doing his own really unique take on how he does exactly that. I mean, he attracts the right type of traffic and then has built an amazing business, an amazing background. Pretty excited to have Steve Sims on today's show here today. How are things in your end of the world I know today is Memorial Day weekend. I'm sure you've probably been to like tons of water parks and kid activities and pools and things like that.
1: That's all it is, Ralph. It's just shepherding my children from one thing to the other, playing slip and slide in various backyards. That's what dad life is now. I do nothing fun. I'm just a (laughs) chauffeur.
0: Yeah, but that is pretty much fun. Like that's the thing that I actually miss about like having college-age kids. I I spent the entire weekend pretty much on the road traveling to baseball games all over New England chasing around my son who is in a semi-pro team who actually yesterday stole the same base twice. No way. Believe it or not like maybe this is something steve you know can can get some insight on as a as a someone who's not from the US but i mean usually you steal a base and you stay there he actually stole it then ran back to first cuz he thought that the catcher had actually dropped it or that was a foul ball so he and then he stole it again so technically <laughs> yeah the the coach was interviewed after the game saying like i've never seen this happen and so the kids in the Oh my God, his teammates were just all over him. So, anyway, so yeah, so I ended up having like four steals, but technically it was like five steals because he stole one base twice. So, anyway, so that's what I did all this weekend. Anyway, we've got Steve Sims on here today he who's going to be dropping an, a lot of knowledge bombs about how he has built his business based upon events, small events, like tiny events. Well, I wouldn't even say tiny, but like 40 or less people. Intimate events. Intimate events. Not like, Traffic and Conversion Summit, which is like tens of thousands of people, or Adworld, which is sixty or 70,000 people, Like he attracts the right types of people. So, Steve Sims, welcome to Perpetual Traffic. What do you got for our listeners here? Like a quick, you know, this is something you can do immediately to have a huge impact on your business.
2: Wow. Um, Well, it's a daft one, but if you are a speaker, a wannabe speaker, or a speaker in training, Do you have the word speaker in all of your social bios? That's it. You'd be amazed at how many speakers actually, even acclaimed speakers, don't have the word speaker in their bio, and I can't understand why. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, that that is a basic one. I I was just looking at my social bios. I don't think I have speaker in there. (laughs) I have, like, husband, CEO. Like, nobody really cares about all that. But there's a lot of places out there that are looking for speakers. They just don't know where to look. I always get that whenever I speak anywhere and they say, hey, who else do you know? And sometimes it's just knowing that you are a speaker is like the first thing that you might be able, and then it maybe it sends them to your YouTube channel, your Facebook or whatever it happens to be. So that is a, a simple but not simplistic knowledge bomb for anyone out there who wants to get more speaking gigs and get more traffic and more business for their for their business so we're going to be talking about all that plus how you were able to create these small functions these intimate gatherings without even telling people who's speaking that's going to be something that we're going to be talking about here today pretty excited about that so before we get to that kassam i think we have a couple of reviews i know we've got loyal listeners out there who have been giving us some reviews, which is great because it allows us to reach more digital marketers and and spread the word of perpetual traffic. What do you got for us? Any uh, good ones for this week?
1: Yeah, this comes from I've been Marco via Apple Podcasts. Great job. Finally, some serious top-notch PPC podcasts. Love it. Keep it up. Greetings from Sweden.
0: Greetings from Sweden. Yeah you have to check out our rankings in Sweden see how we're doing over there we're, we are international so make sure that you do leave your ratings on the show and we'll try to read them we won't try to read them we will read them on the air here we'll make you perpetual traffic famous for just a, a few seconds there thank you Ivan Marco for that one but today's conversation with Steve Sims is coming up just next so stick around we're going to get into the interview with Steve right after this quick break <music>
2: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic.
0: Was your Black Friday Cyber money not quite as great as you wanted it to be? Did you feel like you were leaving money on the table? You knew you could have made more sales, but you just didn't know where that money was lying on the table. Well, it's probably because you have some blind spots in your business. We here at Perpetual Traffic want to make 2024 your best year ever. And now is the time to plan for it and set yourself up for 2024. It is not after the first of the year because by the time you actually start doing your planning after January 1st, you've already missed a month. So get that planning done now and do it on us. We are giving away 10 free audits, which goes through all of your ad platforms, all the platforms that you're spending money on right now, or maybe the ones that you're maybe not spending money on, but we feel that there is a great opportunity for you to spend and scale and grow. We'll also look at everything after the click for your CRO, your conversion architecture, as we call it. We'll even analyze your email sequences. And most importantly, we'll look at your data, how you're actually capturing visitors' information, and how it's tracking all the way to your CRM or whatever your source of truth is. And we do this through a comprehensive audit where we rate each section of your customer acquisition path, give you a rating, and then give some recommendations as to what you should do in order to have 2024 be the best year ever. Now, we're only going to offer this for 10 lucky businesses in the month of December. Okay, that's it. That's the only capacity that we have. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash audit. Fill out the form and let's make 2024 the best year ever. And we're back
1: with our very special guest, Steve D. Sims. Steve, you're the hardest person in the world for me to introduce to people. Because if someone's like, really? you know, who is Steve? What does he do? and And then I'm just like, oh my dear God, how on earth? you've been called the real life wizard of Oz. You were concierge to the stars. You're a best selling author. If I go to your website, you've got testimonials from Jay Abraham, Elton John, Jim Quick, you know, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, like you've, you've just, it's just an unbelievable resume and it's a little overwhelming. So if you don't mind, I'm going to, because I failed at it, Like, give us the soundbite. If somebody's like, who is Steve Sims? I heard you say before the call that I don't read confusion. So how would, how would I approach somebody simply and introduce who you are?
2: I'm a curious kid who wanted to speak to people that were more powerful and impactful than me, and in order to do it, I had to hang around affluent people. That's it. I found any way to do it. Ages ago, I ran a massive concierge firm. I was the Mr. Fix-It to the most powerful people in the planet giving them their, their nightlife dreams and their their bucket list items. And now I remove people's confusion from their branding within our marketing firm, sims.media. So I'm just a curious kid that wants to speak to successful people so I can become more successful.
1: Well, it feels like you've done it. And with the value bomb you dropped, by the way, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, Steve, so forgive me if I'm overstepping, but I, Steve's my speaking coach. And the very first thing he did was he had me go put speaker in my social bios. And I know it does sound simple, but here's what's funny is I started getting people hitting me up, especially on LinkedIn. And I think all they're doing is keyword searches for yeah. speaker. And then the booking agents reach out to me. And that's how I've gotten the majority of the podcast I've gotten since is just because of that
2: one little, that, that one tip. People overcomplicate things. And that's the problem with today. We're in a world of mass distortion, distraction, and noise. People want simplicity and clarity. If you're a speaker, I want to know you're a speaker. If you're a basketball player, I want to know you're a basketball player. If you're a mechanic, I want to know you're a mechanic. So it's not hard, but people overcomplicate.
1: Mm. And Now, you're the keynote speaker at TNC this year, which is a really big deal. I saw you speak at War Room recently, brought the house down. My question for you is maybe a little double-edged not everybody can do this, right? Like I know everybody wants to be a speaker, but what are the things that are going to make a really good speaker? Like when you, when you look at someone and say, Hey, listen, I just need you to give up. There's, there's a different train of traffic for you.
2: (laughs) There's, there's old school and new school. And like everything we evolve and we have evolved as audiences in the, in the olden days. And that's probably even just bloody five years ago. There's a lot of speakers that would rehearse, 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 and then just like, that speech onto the stage there'd be no connection there'd be no gauging of interaction there'd no. be no engagement within the audience and it was literally just like they are reciting that keyword the worst one i saw was when someone went up on stage and the information was good but they went up on stage and they pulled up slides and then they looked at the slides and read the slide to the audience now, it was incredible information that they had, which was what was disheartening. The information they had, it was like, my God, that, that was really, really good. But your presentation skills were shit. So in that situation, you had to focus on your delivery. And a lot of people, that's where they had the problem. They get embarrassed. And this is where it gets silly. They start thinking, how do I look? Yeah, how do I sound? How do I appear on stage? I don't care if you go on stage, pull up a bar stool, sit on a bar stool, and then communicate with the audience, dropping these nuggets that's going to help them. And if you do that, if you actually are suddenly a solution to that problem from the stage, guess what? They don't care what you look like. They don't care what you sound like. They don't care how slim, fat, tall, blue, green. None of that matters when you're suddenly the solution to their problems. And you can only become a solution when you engage and have a conversation. You've seen me speak at a number of events now. I will openly go on stage and go, hey, got to let you know now, I hate giving speeches, but I would love to have a conversation with the audience and to see how I can help you. Are you up for that? Straight away, I'm getting the audience into And You've seen me work with the audience many times. I do that a lot so that I am having that conversation. In today's world of speakers and professional speakers, they're looking for conversations, not presentations.
1: Well, I think that makes it more accessible, actually. And you are, you're, and hopefully this doesn't come across as pandering, but you're one of the most authentic speakers I've ever seen. And it's because you get up there and you're exactly who you are. And, and I think it resonates with people. And so what I want to say to our listeners is, I think speaking is the fast track. To the highest quality audience you'll ever get. I've had oh, yeah. my my best customers have come from my speaking. Not not the most. It's not a quantity game. It's a quality game. So then the question becomes: Well, how do you book speaking gigs?
2: Well, for okay, so we're on a paid traffic site. Okay, we're now talking about how to you know scale your traffic. Speaking isn't about that. It's about getting those numbers. You know, you're not there to get four thousand leads. You're there to get four clients you know, that are spending good money. And let's be serious. If you walk on stage and you have Roland Frazier, Jay Abraham, Jim Quick, any of these people introducing you, then all of a sudden you're credible. You've got the attention and you've got the seal of approval from the person that's that's introduced you. And funny enough, and you've probably seen on my socials as well, I'll quite often take the little snippets of Roland Frazier introducing me or Jay Abraham, or Joe Polish, and I'll post those and go, oh, this was nice. You know, look at how Joe introduced me for the Genius Network. Look how Roland Frazier introduced me to Warren. And them just saying nice things about you, let's be blunt, a third party saying stuff about you is always better than you saying about it yourself. So stages give you that credibility. Now, to get on those stages, it ain't that hard. For one Have a message that helps the audience. Two, have a conversation, not a speech. But how do you get the gigs? This is a fun bit. Stalk people that are speaking on those stages because here's the one thing people fail to realize, and I speak on many stages worldwide. I'm unemployed the second I walk off that stage. I will never be required to be back on that stage. I'm in a traffic and conversion this year, okay? They're not going to have me keynote again the following year. They had Magic Johnson last year. They're not going to have him back this year. So when you're keynoting, you are one and done. So if you want to speak on that stage, who's the keynote? Not the fluffers, not the supporting speakers, because they'll get to come back a few years. But the second you hit the keynote, you're done. So who are they speaking on and what stages? Follow them, and then you're like this. Reach out to the event, because most times it'll be a case of, oh, I can't believe I'm speaking at you know, War Room. Thank you very much, Roland Ryan, Castle, for recommending to me. To be. Those people have the connection. So what you do is you message them and go, hey, I hear you got Steve Sims speaking at that event. Brilliant. I've seen him. You, you, you've done a great job by getting that guy on your stage and compliment them. Because it gets on that radar, and they're already thinking, I am guarantee you, Clarion are already thinking, who are we putting on 2023? Because 2022, they're done. You know, they've got their lineups. Maybe there'll be a few little changes in between now and then, but pretty much they done. Who are they going to roll into for 2023? For you to get on that radar, you need to be contacting them now and congratulating them on who they've got.
1: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You're just poaching the same stage that your pseudo competitors on, but in the future.
2: 100% because you know, they're going to be unemployed. You know, they're going to be unemployed and you know, the stage wants to fill a spot. Okay. So if you, and here's a key thing, don't have a, don't have an aligning message. Okay. Almost be contradictive to them. So have an ulterior viewpoint, have an ulterior tactic don't if if you got you know billy up there talking about how to lose weight in 10 days go up there and talk about how to lose weight in five (laughs) or why losing weight in 10 days is a bad idea you know have an alternative message but if you go up there and you go oh i saw you had billy up there on how to lose weight in 10 days i can do a thing as well i i I teach you how to lose weight in 10 days you're not original because we already had billy so be a different message to the same topic and audience.
1: Yeah. And so you know what I noticed about you, Steve? Now, first of all, because this is about to sound like a backhanded compliment. So I'll say you're one of the most prolific keynote speakers I know. You've spoken with more recently Gary Vee. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this so we can edit it out, but I know you're going to speak with Tony Robbins, like all the biggest names, but you also don't scare from small stages which well, I think is really interesting. And that's that's probably a note for our listeners. Talk about that a little bit, please.
2: So they always said that there's no such thing as a small stage, only small actors, okay? It's a classic line in Hollywood. And I learned this trick, and I learned it funny enough from the lead singer of Mother Love Bone. And if no one's ever heard of the group Mother Love Bone, they were actually the original group before the lead singer died and Eddie Verley took it over and it became Pearl Jam, okay? But the lead singer of Mother Love Bone said, I've never sung anywhere other than Wembley. And I heard him say that. And I was like, and apparently he would walk out and there'd be like five people in the audience. And he'd be like, hey, we're here. It's good to see you. And he was, he was Wembley in it. And I thought to myself, that's fantastic. He's never done a gig other than Wembley. So every stage I go on to, I try to make it the biggest, baddest, best stage in the planet now and you know this i've spoken at some bad venues okay (laughs) and you were one that was sadly one of my worst usually you can get an angle you know like for argument's sake if you've got 10 people in the audience don't take a picture from up high because then it will show loads of empty seats and we've all sat at venues as we've started growing where there haven't been a lot of people Okay, so don't show a photograph from the top. Lower the camera so it catches tip of head. And it looks like that audience. For any of you that don't know, I've worked with the Grammys, the Oscars, the American Music. I've worked with all of these companies. And there'll always be a mosh pit right at the front of the stage. And the cameras will be just behind them. So it looks as though the arena's absolutely jam-packed. I'm here to tell you that the rest of the arena... It's pretty much crickets, because they always make it look as though it's packed, because they can control 50 people up front. They can't control 5,000 people in an arena. So it's all set up for how it looks. So whenever you do a shot, tip of head, get your photographs, get your angles, and talk about that tiny little stage like it was the greatest gig you've ever got. I can't believe I got this. I was so happy to be able to create impact and be able to help people do something different, you know, distort them, move them around to be able to change the way they think. Talk it up because here's the key. Every event that you are pitching is looking at how you pay attention and accolade to events that you've already done. So if they see that every event you've done you're only, you go on there and go, this was a shit stage. This was crap. I had Joe Polish. He doesn't know his head from his ass. I had Cameron Harold, Don't know what he's talking about. He's from Canada. You know, if you went on there and started slagging off these people, you ain't going to get a gig. But they know when it's a really good gig and they know when it's a gig that you've had to really work hard on making a good gig. And they want you there. And this is the dumb thing I don't understand. When you get a speaking gig, tell the planet you've got that speaking gig. Because again, you're paid to be a speaker, but when you're promoting it, you're giving them free marketing and publicity. You now become a real value bomb because you're not only a great speaker, but you're part of their marketing campaign.
1: That's, so that in and of itself is a value bomb. I see you get more juice out of every gig than anybody else I know. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm speaking at this thing. This is great. And so there's this promote coming up in two. And then you're at the event and I'm getting backstage photos and videos and you hanging out with, you know, people in the green room and then the talk, of course. And then after the event, it's like, Oh, look at this thing. So it's like this one gig. And I'm like, God, Steve's gotten like
2: 15 gigs worth of juice out of this one damn thing. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, let's break it down to the anatomy. Of a speaking gig. And I'm not going to ask you this, Carson, because you already know this, but I'm going to pick on Ralph, all right? (laughs) Ralph, there's the before, the speech, and the after. What is the most important point of those, those three, which is the most important one a speaker should focus on? All three. (laughs) No, (laughs) they come in order, Ralph. Play the game. (laughs) So which which one in order? the before the well, speech or I the mean,
0: after? I, I i look at them all as almost concurrent i mean i know that like after is the after but i mean the the before is like you're promoting the event i mean that's hugely important you're trying okay. to help whoever it actually is that's hosting that event help okay. them out it, certainly it's going to be you know it's going to be social credibility for you it's going to be you know things that you can pay forward and and potentially get other gigs in the same sort of realm so, but, if you had
2: to pick a number one, you'd pick the before the event.
0: Well, I mean, for me, I mean, a lot of a lot of the presentations I've done are I, I take a fair amount of time and know like what I'm going to talk about and understand what the crowd is is really wanting uh-huh. and understanding exactly what it is the problem is that I'm up there to solve. And when I get up there on stage, the whole idea is to help them solve their problems. If I can do that, then. You know, the other things sort of take care of themselves from my perspective. I, I think all three are important, but it's the juice of the event itself. If people come away and say, all right, he actually really helped me. I took this, this, and this away from that. That's a successful event. Even if it if it did or it didn't lead to more business, I find the more helpful and useful I am, the, the
2: more it helps the business. All right. Thank you for being vague and not answering the question appropriately. I appreciate that, Valve. But I'm going to disagree with you, okay? You see, think about this, and let's pick on traffic and conversion, shall we? We've already said a few times that I am the keynote of traffic and conversion. Think about the people that are going to traffic and conversion. They're usually in marketing and branding. So I'm going to be talking about my opinion to other professionals and other peers. All right. The event I'm going to be speaking on, I'm going to be speaking for like 45 minutes to an hour. How many people do you think? on a usual keynote, are going to be in the room for a traffic and conversion speech. For one of the headline speeches. 6, it's usually 000. pretty packed. 6,000. All right. So we got 6,000. The event's in, what is it, September? And we're sitting here now at uh, the, the arse end of, of, of May. So I've got like three or four months to promote the hell out of it. How many eyeballs do you think I'm going to be able to attract in the next three to four months? Tens
1: of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands.
2: Hundreds of thousands, okay? So I'm going to be able to get the eyeballs of hundreds of thousands of people. Only 6,000 people are probably going to be seeing it. But then for the rest of my life, I would have always been keynote at traffic and conversion. So the first thing is important, the promotion of the event. You've got lead way, you've got time. Most of the business I get from an event, I actually usually get communicated with before the event because of all the media I'm actually doing for it, okay? I did that event the other week with Gary V. Gary Vee's a phenomenal speaker. I really like the style he provides, but he didn't promote it. He didn't mention he was going to be there. The event did, but he didn't. But I was milking the crap out of that thing by, hey, I'm so excited I'm going to Puerto Rico, going to be up there. This is really cool. I don't know what to talk about. What would you suggest I talk about? Hey, I'm thinking of covering these three topics. I had lots of conversations before I got there and I had people conversing with me before I arrived on stage. Now, you're right, Ralph. You want to make sure you deliver a good speech. Without that, the word's going to get around your crap. But if you're any good, that's not where you get the maximum of your business is the before it's the after so in order of importance before after and then the gig
0: hey it's ralph here you know there's a common problem we hear from agencies and consultants all the time you offer outstanding services to your clients but you run into technical roadblocks outside of your scope well the truth is even agencies need agencies and the good news is our friends at Outline can tackle all your development, web design, and analytics related problems. In fact, some huge brands like MixPanel, Clavio, Segment, and even Active trust Outliant to do incredible work. So if you want to solve your toughest tech problems, head to outliant.com forward slash PT to schedule a free strategy session with one of Outliant's founders. Once again, that is Outliant spelled O-U-T-L-I-A-N-T com That's com forward slash PT. So you're a pretty big personality. Like you're outgoing. You've got experience. You've got a lot of charisma. We've hung out a bit as well. Like you're a, like at the end of the night, like when we were hanging out at a bar, like you knew seven or eight people. Like what if you don't have that? Like I think the average person, maybe the listener of this show says, that's great. Steve D. Timms is a big personality. You know, he knows Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and Elton John, and he's connected. And that's not me. And also, you know, he's got sort of this, this bigger than life personality. Like, how do you actually get to the point where you can leverage speaking if you don't have that naturally? Or maybe you're not inclined to do a whole lot of you know self promotion social media marketing on your own behalf like how do you get out of that what would be your recommendation to people who maybe aren't at that level
2: but want to be so let's scrape one thing out of that conversation for a start we all know everyone on this video and everyone else listening to it you can outsource your social you we we've got people that we run socials for half of them don't even know their bloody login details so, you know, we, we know you can outsource your social perspective, perception, terminology, tone, message. We know that we can all outsource that. But the one big twist that happened for me was in my late 30s that I realized, because pre-30s, if you'd met me, you'd have found an angry biker running around not knowing where he fit in life. And then I realized how selfish I was. And then I got into my 40s, and I'm now in my early 50s. I know I look late 30s, but I'm in my early 50s now. And I've become, my tolerance level is shockingly thin, and my selfish level is huge. And this is it. I'm actually a very introverted person. But when I go out, I'm away from my wife. I'm away from my team. I'm away from my family. This is sh- better make sense to me. If I'm going to go to an event, I better meet people that are going to help my company. I better meet people that are going to help my productivity. I'm going to meet people that are going to challenge me or become clients. Otherwise, what the freaking hell am I doing here? And I'm very selfish with that. If I'm going to go out with two people to a barbecue in Austin, I'm going to have fun. Otherwise, what's the bloody point? And I'm a really selfish, self-centered person. I've met people and they've gone, hey, let's go out and have dinner tonight. And then I've very quickly been able to ascertain, you're not my kind of person. Now, out of politeness, because I care what you think, do I go out with them that night and waste a night of my short life left? Or do I just go, hey, do you know, I'm sorry, something else came up, I forgot about it. Just make you excuses Even if you're sitting at home watching Friends with a cup of tea, I'd much rather do that than waste my time in a conversation I don't want to have. So the good thing about me is that I'm a big, ugly fella. So I can deter people really, really quickly, okay? But truthfully, I'm incredibly selfish. If you are looking to gain the right kind of clients where you believe being a speaker on a certain stage would help you, Move with purpose. It ain't about you. It's about your message. And then think about this. This is one of my early little things. If I come up and say something to you and it offends you, you know, I'm a big, ugly guy. What are you going to do? You know, you may go, well, you know, I'm going to poke him back or I've got a mate around the corner. I'm going to get hit. It's going to be that kind of crap. But if I said something that rude to your wife, nothing's going to stop you killing me. I want you to think about that when you go to a stage. You're not there for you. You're there for your family. You're there for that future. You're there. And you move differently when you start getting a bit more selfish. When I do, when I do, and I came off, I just came off of massive gigs. I did a week, and in the same week, I was in with Gary V in Puerto Rico. Then I had to come off stage, get into a car, Fly from Puerto Rico to Los Angeles overnight in a hotel at Los Angeles Airport and then fly to Tahoe because I was keynote in the following day for a big mortgage convention. Now, it was great financial, great pay, great pickup on clients, great credibility, great exposure. But when I came home, I fell off a cliff because I was maxed out on all my smiling. I don't want to be there kind of going, hey, I want to have a conversation. I want to sit in a corner and have a conversation with a few people over barbecue or over an old-fashioned, and that's what I want. So if you're out there thinking, well, I don't have his big personality, would you do it for your family? Would you do it for your future? And then I'm guessing you would. Steve, where can people find you? Sims.media or Steve D. Sims. The D for dashing and only one M in Sims. Steve D. Sims anywhere. That's another little nugget for you. Don't have Steve underscore one, two, three. That's bullshit. Get a URL that you can say once and it's everywhere. So I'm Steve D. Sims. Instagram, Twitter, Tinder, LinkedIn, wherever you bloody like. Steve D. Sims.
1: That's awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show, Steve. You're one of my favorite people. I know you know that. Super, super excited to have had you here. For those of you listening, thanks for tuning in. I think that there's been a multitude of value bombs. So go back listen again, but really implement, like actually do the damn thing. Cause you can sit around and listen to a podcast or you can go take one pro tip that Steve dropped. And if you use it, then you just made this worth something subscribe and leave a rating wherever you're listening. And uh, we're going to read it out, make you perpetual traffic famous. Let us know how we can do better. We want to be the number one podcast on the planet. We're number 40 in the U S by the way. So we're climbing. You can go to perpetual forward slash better and tell us one thing that we're doing well, three things we can improve upon, and other topics or speakers you'd like to hear from in the future. Make sure to follow me and Ralph on Twitter. Go back and listen to previous episodes. All the resources that we referred to on this episode are going to be at perpetualtraffic.com, so go download the show notes. And on behalf of my amazing co-host, Ralph Burns,
0: peace. Until
1: next show. Deal. <laughs> <see ya. laughs>
0: You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic.